You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Welcome to Episode 54 of Aging Starts Now. I'm Barbara McGinnis, and today I'm with Tim Takis, founding partner at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law, and we're starting a new series on Aging Starts Now that we've titled Cautionary Tales. Tim, you're a lot like the insurance commercial. When you've been around as long as we have, you've seen a thing or two, right? And this morning, you're starting us off. Absolutely. So you're starting us off this morning with a pretty classic tale of remarriage and asset mismanagement, right? Right. Right. So here's the here's the setup. And this has happened. This is something that happened several years ago. You know, and it was really one of those learning experiences for me because every time you think you've seen everything, something else comes along and you're going, yeah, this is this is a real hard one. So in this case, a uh, husband came into our office, um, you know, for, for a consult and uh, said that his wife was in a nursing home. Uh, it wasn't a sudden illness. Um and that's not an unusual situation, you know, for the for our practice. You know, married couples come in all the time, and you know, one of them is in good health, and one of them is in not so good health, and so the husband, you know, or whatever spouse it you know comes in and says, "Well, I'm, I, I just got a bill for six or seven thousand dollars a month for the nursing home, and and what do I do now?" I'm, I, I don't have the money or we're not going to be able to afford this. But the twist here in this in, in this case, and, you know, we 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 see it more and more often in, at Tegas McGinnis Elder Care Law is um, that this was a second marriage for both of them. Uh, and they had been married for for several years uh, prior to the husband coming into the office. Um you know, and so as the husband, you know, related his tale, as the, I guess as the story unfolded, he explained that they were married, well, obviously uh, later in life, certainly as I guess um, you could say, and, you know, and it was a subsequent marriage for both. Uh, and each, each of him, you know, he, he brought money and property into the marriage and his wife brought money and property into the marriage. You know, and each spouse, the husband and wife, they had children by their first marriage. So, well, so the husband says says to, to us that, um, well, I don't know what to do now because uh, after after my wife and I got married, she gave her money wow. in her house to her children. But that caused some problems. Uh, yeah, it does. And and. Um, you know, and, and it's something that we've seen, you know, certainly we've seen since then. But, of course, this in particular instance, um, the husband is going, well, she gave away her money and property. And, 
you know, and what do I do now that she's in a nursing home? And so basically, um, uh, I guess the, the cautionary tale here, among others, is, is that um, regardless of the duration of the marriage, you know, whether you've been married, married for 50 years or five months, in Tennessee, each spouse has a duty to support and, his or her spouse. Yeah. So whether so, so you've been married for five years or five months or 50 years, if your spouse goes into the nursing home, your spouse is entitled uh, to essential health care and medical care and long term care. You know, and those are duties that in Tennessee, certainly it may not be in other states, but in Tennessee, you know, um, that the, the, the spouse, each spouse has a duty to support himself or herself and support the other spouse. You know, and as a matter of public policy in this state, that duty cannot be waived. You know, so in other words, the spouse could not have come in, the, the husband could not have come in and said, well, yeah, but I'm not gonna support my away spouse. All her stuff. You know, what do I do? Right, right. You know, and then of course, um, you know, the, the, the question then becomes, well, you know, what does he do now? Well, certainly, you know, he does have some options. And so, you know, and the options could be um, uh, he, you know, he, he does some like in, in many cases, like we will like we'll do in the office is, you know, we'll do some uh, Medicaid eligibility planning. You know, so we try to figure out uh, what what assets you know, he can keep as the spouse, you know, mm -hmm. who the help the community spouse, so to speak, you know, and what is the spend down amount so that he can keep some of his money, you know, as the spouse, you know, and how do and how does he get his wife qualified for Medicaid? But needless to say, you know, what what can we do to maybe to avoid that situation? And certainly, you know, in, in that instance, you know, she'd already given away her money and property. So in some sense, the I guess you could say right. the horse was Wonder already if, out of the box. If he knew about the gift or agreed to the gift, you know, I think you know he did. You know, because um, you know, I think it was a you know when I, if I recall correctly, he, he they both came into the marriage and owned real estate in Tennessee. Each spouse has to sign. You know, so it wasn't like he would he was he would not have known that she had given away her her assets. You know, and of course, he obviously he whether it was before or afterwards, you know, he he, he was able to say, mm -hmm. yeah, she she had already given it away. But that that's kind of one of those situations where it really got me thinking one of those things that, you know, so one of the learning things, you know, is um, they didn't have a prenuptial. They, they agreement. did not. You know, and they did not have a prenuptial agreement. And, you know, and of course, Barb, what well, do we know about prenuptial yeah, agreements? Yeah, for TennCare purposes, TennCare you know, doesn't care if you have a prenup or not. It's 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 all couple money. But in terms of just fairness right. and family harmony kind of thing, uh, a prenup could be helpful for estate planning purposes. Right. You know, so what I got to thinking about is, is that um, 
for our, you know, for our, our spouses to be, you know, what, what should they do? So, because people will, okay, they find, you know, they find love or they find a, a mate late in life and they decide they want to get married, but they also want to protect their children, you know, because, you know, in a, I'm, I'm sure in a future cautionary tale that, that will come up as well, you know, where that mistake was made, you know, where we, where we see property that, you know, maybe that's been in the family for, for generations winds up getting, you know, getting out of the, um, you know, flowing out of the uh, right. uh, the family so people, because of older planning. older people or even middle aged uh, people that contemplate going into old age with a new spouse, they really should seek advice of a specialist on how to craft this prenup. That's right. Yeah, you know, and I think the emphasis there, Barb, is on is a specialist because what if presume in, in this case, suppose that there had been a prenuptial agreement and, you know, every prenuptial agreement I've ever seen uh, that has been drafted, you know, I hate to use the term a non-specialist because they, you know, these, most of these agreements, they're, they're going to be, um, they're going to pass muster. In other words, they're going to be, um, um, uh, they're going to be legally enforceable, but they don't, cons- but most of the, most of the ones that I've seen, if not all of them, they don't contemplate what happens in the future. Not, you know, not what happens, you know, we know what happens when one of them passes away. You know, we know that the whole intent, the intent seems to be that, well, when I pass away, then under this prenuptial agreement, I can leave everything to my children and, and you're waiving your right, right to claim against my estate. Right. That's they typically what the two, what a prenuptial two agreement outcomes, does. Usually divorce or death, but they don't contemplate um, infirmity, right. which is what you're talking about and right. um, how you could exactly. craft a prenup or just, just contemplate whether it was through a prenup or just through prudent estate planning, you could make some arrangements for promising to get long-term care insurance to pay for your future long-term care costs so you don't have to use couple money or um you know like in this scenario you said the guy knew about the gift of the house to her children but that might be something else you recommend right that all gifts to children are yes mutually discussed and agreed upon between the, the the husband and wife so you don't have one person right. giving all their mm-hmm. stuff away to their kids, basically giving them their inheritance early, and then the spouse having to use their family assets to to pay for long-term care costs, which can be substantial. Even if we could get them qualified for, for right. a care or Medicaid benefit, there's still probably going to be some money spent or some risk yeah. assumed in that. Right. And it's probably, you know, it's one of those things when, you know, when you think about it is, is that, you know, as lawyers, you know, uh, and and certainly if we're presented in a case where let's say you have a married uh, spouses to be come to us, you know, our job as lawyers is to basically to to think ahead, because a lot of these clients, I mean, they don't see themselves as a one, one of them winding up in a nursing, for sure, in a nursing home. 
if you're 55 or 60 years old and, and in good health and, you know, both of you are in good health and, you know, you think you're going to live for another 25 or 30 years and, you know, drop dead in the, you know, on the, on a beach in the, you know, in the South of France, you know, that, that's, the, that's your vision of your future, you know? And so as, as lawyers, you know, we have to think about, you know, what I, what I often kind of discuss with clients and say, our job is really to do risk management in many cases. Okay. You, you, you didn't think, you don't think about the risk of needing long-term care or, or infirmity or disability when you turn 80 or 85, or maybe even 65, you know, but, but you want to think about those things. So like you said, Barb is you were, you, you put in a great, you know, you're both parties agree. It's not like you're, uh, you, you both say, yes, we understand that risk, you know, that there's mm-hmm. going to be a, there could be a problem with disability or infirmity, you know, when we, as we age, you know, so let's put some, let's put some safeguards or some things in right. place here that protects both of us. Like you said, you know, you, 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 you're, you, you are required as, as, as a part of this is to apply for long-term care insurance mm-hmm. And maintain it. Um, you were, you know, that you can't give away your money or property unless by right. agreement, your separate separate property. So it, it always surprises me. Yeah, uh, that sort of thing. where people have absolutely no problem with things like homeowners insurance to protect against the loss of a home from fire, but they. And the folks I know that have actually lost their home to fire, it's a very small percent. We know that 70% of folks over the age of 65 will at some point need long-term care. But, right. Right. Yeah. But and that's it, not still nursing costs. necessarily. It's still, nursing it still costs something, whether it's at home it's or be, in, yeah, a, exactly. in an assisted mm-hmm. living facility or in a nursing home. The, the likelihood of needing some long-term care in your life is great. So you shouldn't assume you don't need your resources or you don't, even if you don't qualify for long-term care insurance, you still need to put a plan in place and giving it all away is really not exactly. much of a plan. Yeah. So we, we also want to put something in the, you know, in a prenuptial agreement that says that, you know, each spouse is required to use their own separate money first to pay for their health care and long-term care needs. I mean, and that's also, like you mentioned, Barb, that's it's, right. that's a matter of fairness. Right. Oftentimes, adult children have a hard enough time accepting a new spouse into a family, but then to add, it sort of adds insult to injury. Yeah. Yeah, as I say, you know, as you've heard me say sometime is, is that, you know, your your stepmother at that <laughs> exactly. point then becomes your evil stepmother. You know, when she winds up in a nursing home and daddy, you know, now has to pay for her care because she gave away her money or property to her children. You know, and then, of course, you've got issues there. Like I was thinking about another thing, like you have a prenuptial agreement about you know, you, you require each, you know, the, the spouses to be, you know, should put together a, 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 a an estate plan, an appropriate estate plan. Um, 
you know, and one one thought that I had is, is that what if you have a situation where, you know, each spouse is attorney, in fact, for the other, you know, and that also, you know, so you have a second marriage or a subsequent marriage. Let's say you don't have a prenuptial agreement or, or even you do have a prenuptial agreement, you know, and let's say that in this in the in the case that I'm talking about, the husband had come in. Yeah, and he had said that. Well, I'm attorney in fact, or I've got a power. I've got I've got my wife's power of attorney. You know, what if what if in that situation he's confronted with? Well, do I spend her money first, or do I spend my money first? You know, and you would think that. Well, if let's say that there had not been a gift made, you know, does he spend his wife's money first, or does mm-hmm. he spend her money first, or, or his money first? And those are things that spouses should even think, you know, they should have a conversation about. Okay, maybe you don't have a prenuptial agreement. Um, Maybe you never thought about it or you just didn't figure it would be, it would come up. You know, so now you're thinking, now you're looking at having family conversations. You know, yeah, know know what to expect. If one of us winds up in, you know, one of us winds up needing extended care, you know, if you're both healthy spouses, you know, those are conversations that you would want to have with your children that says, OK, here's what we want to happen for ourselves. If one of us needs extended care, whether yeah. that's at home or in a nursing home or some other place. Well, I think this was a good uh, story. Hopefully it had a um, resolved outcome anyway. It didn't sound hard to have a good outcome when you've got one spouse in the nursing home and when one spouse um, paying for that care, but as good as it could be, I guess. I want to. Yeah, we we did our best on that case. For joining us. Hope you've learned a thing or two from this cautionary tale. And could you join us again next week when we uh, come up with another episode of Aging Starts Now? In the meantime, you can check out Take Us McGinnis on the web. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Take Us McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.